2017 was huge for cameras, but let's talk about what I expect to see in 2018. I'm gonna mostly be wrong uh, because I did this last in 2016 and I was mostly wrong, but look what I did get right. In June of 2016, I predicted the Sony A9. I nailed the megapixels, the video, uh, the steady shot, the frame rate, that the FPS. Uh, I nailed that it would have a tilting touchscreen. I I missed that it had uh, it didn't have an XQD. I still wish it did, and I missed the price point. But I pretty much got it almost 100%. Nine months before it was announced, and no, I didn't have any inside information. There were no rumors out at the time. But then at the same time, I completely missed some stuff. I was way more optimistic about Canon than was justified. Canon had been preaching to me all the stuff they had coming out and talking about big megapixels. So I, I really thought we were going to see like proper 4K on these cameras and a higher megapixel 5D Mark IV than we actually did. So predictions are not always going to be 100%, right? First, let's talk about what I expect to see from Canon. I think we're going to see a 5DSR Mark II that's going to take the 5D Mark IV body and put in a high megapixel sensor. I think that even though Canon has been talking about going big on the megapixels for a long time, I think they're just going to kind of recycle the same 50 megapixel sensor and just put it in the updated body so that they can get Wi-Fi and touchscreen and that kind of thing. I'm inclined to think it won't have the same phase attack system uh, and that the frames per second will be much lower and that it'll probably won't be a 4K body. Uh, I expect to see a 7D Mark III. This is the one, probably the camera I'm most excited about because Canon lenses are so great for wildlife, but their bodies have fallen behind as the 7D Mark II got older about $2,300. Uh, I think they're going to up the megapixel count to 24 megapixels. And I'm really, really hoping they decide to drop that anti-aliasing filter. Canon, you really need to get rid of those AA filters. I think the body's going to be exactly the same because they don't tend to update their bodies. I think we're going to see 12 frames a second. They're going to up that so they can beat the D500. And they're going to drop the 1DX Mark II focusing system down into the 7D Mark III. And I think it's going to be Canon's first 4K body uh, without a crop. But I'm not sure about that. That's a big if on the 4K. I think that might not be the case. I think it might be 4K, but with a heavy crop. This I have more confidence in, the Canon 90D and 80D replacement at about $1,500. Uh, similar sensor, almost the same camera as the 80D, but I think it's going to inherit the 70 Mark II's focusing system. And I think this is this might be the first Canon 4K camera. This might be the camera that vloggers have been asking for forever. Again, we're talking about full width 4K. I also think we'll see uh, a full frame mirrorless camera from Canon, priced at about uh, at about the price of the 5D Mark IV and similar in capabilities and sensor to the 5D Mark IV, but with an EVF, um, I think they're going to use the same kind of mirrorless mount that they have, but I think I'm inclined to think they're actually going to ship it with an adapter because they won't have any mirrorless full frame lenses, or at least not many. They might announce a couple at the same time. Let's talk about what Nikon has. Nikon's 2017 was was huge with the announcement of the D850, which completely blew away the 5D Mark IV and just left Canon behind. So I don't know that they have a whole lot left for 2018, but I think we'll see an update to the D610, priced at about $2,000 with 24 megapixels, probably exactly the same form factor. In other words, no tilting screen or anything, but I think they'll add 4K and of course, SnapBridge. I also think we'll see uh, astrophotography variant of the D850 because they traditionally do that. And I think just like Canon, I think we're gonna see a full frame mirrorless camera out of them. I think, here's the thing. 
Sony blew everybody away with the A9 and the A7R 3 Sony proved that mirrorless didn't have to just be about being small and light, that mirrorless could be powerful, that it could take on the big boys like the 1DX, the 5D Mark IV, and the DA10, and they really did. They did a fantastic job. We have like SLR-like focusing even better with the eye detect, and if Canon and Nikon don't start releasing some mirrorless cameras to take advantage of these new technologies and huge benefits like electronic viewfinders, they will be left behind, and they know this. So I think they're going to start firing back and releasing full-frame mirrorless cameras. I think uh, Nikon's first one will be uh, more entry-level, priced at around entry-level for full-frame, priced at around $2,000. And again, I think it'll probably ship with an adapter because while I think they will build mirrorless lenses, they will acknowledge that there aren't enough to make you want to buy the body. So it'll probably ship with, you know, like a 24 to 105 mirrorless designed. Uh, I think they'll put it with a tilty touchscreen and like the, my prediction for the D650, I think it'll be 24 megapixels without AA, 4K SnapBridge. Let's talk about what Sony has. Now, Sony actually doesn't have much left either because they had a huge 2017 with that A9 and A7R 3 Oh, but first, you can check out my books and my new video training series, The Art and Science of Photography here. It comes with a 64 gig SD card that you can reuse. That has 10 hours of video that you wouldn't see on YouTube. YouTube likes little short, catchy stuff, and I wanted to get really deep and cover topics like learning to see, understanding what makes iconic pictures iconic, things that from looking at everybody's pictures every week, things that I think would help people the most. There's also a scientific part of it where I show you how to like truly get the sharpest pictures possible. I take all my years of testing cameras and lenses and put them into this one super intense video. So check that out at sdp.io slash store along with all of our books, Lightroom, Photoshop. Okay, Sony's first camera, low-end replacement for the A5100. Not especially exciting camera, but an A5200, I think we'll see at around a $500 price point. They really need to update this because this entry-level camera is an important point for them, but they need to bring in some better focusing. So I hope they take the tech from the A7R 3 and A9 and bring it down into their APS-C bodies. I think we'll see a replacement for the uh, entry-level full-frame A7 finally and A7 Mark III priced at around $2,000, something to compete with you know, the uh, 60 Mark II and the D610 from Nikon. Um, pretty similar to the A7 Mark II, but I think they'll take that A7R III focusing and bring it down like almost. Maybe they'll probably, maybe they'll remove eye detection or they'll remove some aspect of the focusing so it's not as powerful, but I think it'll at least be snappy because focusing is something we really struggled with the A7 Mark III. And I think all of Sony's full-frame bodies from now forward will have a form factor similar to the A7R 3 and that they'll have a thumbstick and make use of that bigger body. That's my prediction, and that's also my recommendation. Uh, I think we'll see an A7S 3 again in this A7R 3 form factor. The A7S series cameras are Sony's video-focused cameras. Traditionally, they're 12 megapixels, which is exactly the megapixels you need for 4K video. And um, But I think this upgrade will add improved focusing because even the A7S 2 the focusing's rough. And I think we'll finally get 60 frames per second at 4K out of Sony. Uh, and I... I have a prediction. I think Sony will take the the top number one uh, seller for full-frame cameras. I think they're finally going to beat Canon. They announced this in 2017 that they were outselling Nikon for full-frame cameras, but Canon was still outselling them. I think 2018 is going to be the year that Sony becomes the number one full-frame manufacturer. 
especially after having used the A9 and A7 R3. Those are amazing cameras. Let's talk Fuji. Fuji Rumors is saying the X-H1 should be announced soon and priced around $2,000 with a bigger body, 4K 30p and sensor stabilization. Fuji really needs that sensor stabilization because their lenses are so sharp, but the main lens I use is not stabilized and that results in lots and lots of camera shake. So sensor stabilization and a little bit bigger body would be a godsend, but these are pretty much straight from fujirumors.com. And I think they've got it right because it makes a lot of sense. And on a personal note, Sony or uh, Fuji, please make APS-C F1.8 zooms so I can get properly 35 millimeter equivalent results. If you do that and give me a sensor stabilized camera, then that will put you in the same league as full frame Canon, Nikon, and Fuji cameras. And we can see a lot of pros switching over to your bodies. Uh, let's talk Pentax and what they have going on. Um, Pentax is a weird company. Their releases have been slow. They have this one full frame camera, the K1, which is amazing. But then that was kind of it. And we kept waiting to see more and more lenses announced and we just kind of didn't see it. So I'm not sure we're gonna see anything big from Pentax this year, but I'm hoping we'll see a K1 Mark II priced at around $2,500. I think they might borrow the A7R2's sensor at 42 megapixels and put that in there. And I'm, I'm really hoping that they address the focusing issues of the K1 because that's kind of what was stopping it from competing with uh, D850 or 5D Mark IV. If they can improve the focusing and give it like world-class focusing, it'll be a big step forward. Let's talk about what Panasonic has. And again, this is not my own prediction, but based on rumors from photorumors.com, um, they're saying there's going to be a GH5S priced at about $2,500, actually a lower megapixel count. I think they're going to, they think that they're going to choose the strategy that the Sony a7 series has, where they have basically uh, a pixel by pixel uh, readout for 4K video. And I expect it, they expect it to be 4K 60p and to have better low light capabilities, mostly designed around cleaner images. Um, I am hoping that they improve the focusing because that's what the GH5 really needs more than anything else is better focusing. Let's talk about Olympus. Um, they just announced the EM1 Mark II, but the EM5 Mark II is a little bit old. So I think we'll see a refresh of that. I am thinking and hoping that Olympus finally decides to up their megapixel count. You know, we're dealing with 45, 50 megapixel cameras from the other manufacturers and they're still usually at 20 megapixels. So we really need to see these micro four thirds cameras get higher megapixels. You also really want to see better focusing out of it. And I think the eight-way sensor shift uh, will drop from the EM1 Mark II down to the EM5 Mark II at the slightly lower price point. What do you guys think? Write a comment down below. Uh, one thing I hate is I make predictions and then sometime later uh, people will be like, oh, Tony's so dumb, he got them wrong. I knew Sony was gonna do this. But you can't just in the future say that you knew stuff. You have to write it down with a timestamp. So use my comments to do that. Make your predictions, leave them permanent, and then if you are right, you will, you'll be able to prove it. And if you're wrong, we'll all be able to laugh at you just like we laugh at the weatherman every time he misses it. Once again, check out my store at stp.io store where we have very cheap books with tons of video training and my new art and science, which has over 10 hours of video that you will never ever see on YouTube. Stuff that is deeper, stuff that we know will genuinely improve your photography because we look at your pictures every week and we can see the types of things that you're missing. Um, and all these are satisfaction guaranteed. So if you're not happy, I'll just, just write me a note and I'll give your money back. No risk at all. Thanks, bye.